Mr. Earhart. Hey, Brett, it is John Anderson, host of Fantastic Neighborhood Guide N. Listen, uh, I'm calling you instead of texting you because it just occurred to me. Uh, Katie has, um, she has to, she's going to something Wednesday night, so I need to watch book or I need to babysit my child. So we can do one of a couple things. We could record the podcast tomorrow, Tuesday, or we could record the podcast fr Thursday and I'll, I'll edit. Uh, I prefer Thursday, but obviously whatever works best for your schedule. Um, you could just text me a response or uh, Snapchat me a response. Um, also, stop touching your text. It's Friday, July 3rd. And you're listening to Fantastic Neighborhood, episode... 120... Two, 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 two. I'm Fred, and I like Sony's customer support. I'm John, and I like marriage equality. Hi, John. Yours is a little bit more important than mine, ain't it? Uh, I, I guess so, man. We did it. <laughs> we, we finally got part of the way there. Uh, us, this show, we've had, uh, <laughs> we've had the equal sign made out of, out of Nintendo, uh, controllers we've had that up there for like two years now right yeah i forget what event triggered that there was like another landmark case at some point yeah so and we did it i'd say it macklemore back. we get about 90 percent of the credit macklemore gets 10 percent of the credit that's uh, nine percent you gotta you gotta have one percent for like the miscellaneous margin of error is one percent <laughs> yeah anyway no more is the margin of error that's big that's I'm big. very, I'm very happy for that, and uh, I certainly hope that that leads into a brighter future for all of us. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad that um, everybody, regardless of gender or preference, can be as miserable as you and I are, Fred. Oh yeah, ha 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 ha! Every hack, every hack comedian ever. I know that's the worst, just the worst joke. Oh, it always, it's always, it's always the now they can be as miserable as us, or like happy divorces. That's the worst joke. I, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing. I, you know, I bet I have nothing to base this on, and we'll talk about video games at some point. <laughs> and we might talk about um, uh, Fire same Emblem. sex marriage in uh, maybe catch that in the towards the end of the show. But because I don't really even know that much about it. But but uh, but 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 shit, I don't even remember where I'm going with this. I, I would I would be interested to see if if. Uh, if divorce rates are lower um, amongst uh, gay and or not straight people. It, be interested to see that. You know what? I don't know that a statistic is ever going to come out in our lifetime that's going to be relevant, though, because it's one of those things where it's like, what is what does one year mean? You know, like, no, let's see. Let's see in 20 years, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll be alive roaming the wastelands. Maybe maybe uh, marriage won't even be a concern. Then we'll all be we'll all be polygamists marrying our dogs. Okay, so that's a bad uh, bad bad thing you're you're saying. 
saying marrying a dude is <laughs> no i'm not i'm just talking um, about the wastelands and the breakdown you know, of society i'm John. thinking maybe something more akin to the moon is a harsh mistress okay um that, the marriage system in that book was like more of like a commune sort of thing uh women held most of the power um all i'm saying is burn the fucking patriarchy you know so over all i know every advantage all i know is that this uh the the line of conversation around this uh at work it was fine as long as you stayed to the surface argument but as soon as someone did any digging whatsoever it was like oh boy ooh, let's all back up now <laughs> yeah. there was like a um, 20 minute discussion about polygamy in my, my office uh that did not see, end well but you say i don't have i don't if polygamy wasn't mostly used as a tool uh, to to oppress Indoctrinate women, indoctrinate women, yeah, yeah, then it'd be totally okay. Sure, fine, whatever. Like, for example, in Robert Heinlein's "The Moon Is a Harsh Mistress," um, <laughs> it's a, it's a book I've read. So when I when I read books, I don't even know if I I forgot how to read at some point. I bought a book and I plan on reading it. And I know I say that all the time. Like, is, I, is it Dune? Because I got Dune. As no, well. no, it's a, it's a, it's a marketing book thing. But uh, oh god, you're gonna read a work book? Uh, no, no, it's not work. It's called Trust Me, I'm Lying. And it's about I've, it's I've about it's this. about media manipulation. It's supposed to be very good. So tell me about your incredibly interesting experience with Sony tech support. <laughs> Well, God, I'm just so interested. I'm not even going to just drink this iced coffee. Mm. I, uh, we're, that sounded well, that, disgusting. That leads into our first discussion, but my PS4 is not long for this world, so I had to send it into Sony support. I also had to send my Xbox One in uh, recently. Um, but did they... Let me ask you. I'm, I'm sure you have some stuff you want to talk about with this. Uh, did you? Did you send it in, Like, and you get a replacement... Um, or whatever, or did you, you send it in, they're going to fix your console and send your console back. So suppose, according, according to their support policy, they're going to, they're going to take it in and they're going to repair it if it's repairable. And if not, they will give me a new console. A brand new or a refurb? Uh, I did not, they did not specify. I would imagine a refurb, but. Mine, I, I know what the problem is with mine. I have a, I have a ODD problem optical disk drive uh this is not the first you download console. odd yeah you know me <laughs> uh yeah no you other, had that with your other your your 360 right other other dudes dicks yep odd i'm down with odd you down with odd you do you know me other what's is there other delightful dairy products that's oddp Ooh. <laughs> Sounds painful. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, no, my, my problem was actually uh, fairly daunting. My PS4, after being plugged in for long enough, would actually just start turning itself on and turning itself off. In the middle of the night, I'd hear it beeping. You know, I'd be more concerned if they were still using the cell, the cell, um, processor, the cell yeah. processor. Because you don't you want an atom th- bomb going off in the middle of your yeah, living no, room? because you don't want that thing coming alive and, like... <laughs> Do you have any other Sony products in the house? You maybe have like a toaster that tries to kill you. <laughs> but Trapper Keeper, um, how long is it supposed to take? Uh, it's a uh, between one to two weeks. So yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, so this is all. This, so I'll tell you what I did. Um, so at first I was like, ah, can I borrow one from work? They're like, oh, you can't really take home a dev kit. Um, 
Like, okay. Um, which is, I mean, that's sound, right? So then I've been wanting to buy my best friend uh, a console for his birthday. Uh, so what? So at the Microsoft store, they were offering such a value that you could, if you traded in an Xbox 360, no matter which model it is, regardless of like whether you had a hard drive or a wireless controller, I think you can see where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's an old-ass model without Wi-Fi, whatever, as long as it turns on, loads a disc, they give you 100 bucks towards an Xbox One. Also give you uh, $50 Xbox uh, Microsoft Money, Space Bucks uh, card, and one free game up to 60 bucks. So I went and did that. Plus, you get the game that comes with the console. So I went and got my buddy the uh, Master Chief Collection white console because, uh, you know, Duh. <laughs> kept fi- kept 50 bucks uh got batman which we'll talk about shortly and i'm using that that console for a couple of weeks when mine's not being repaired because it's still it's really it's truly the linchpin of my living room experience yes um, no it's it's the epicenter of of the john anderson lifestyle it it is holding everything together my entertainment center is a house of lies a house of cards glued together <laughs> House of cards glued together with tiny little lies, and by lies I mean HDMI cables, <laughs> space bucks, and space bucks. <laughs> so yeah, obviously, I'm keeping that fifty bucks, keeping that game. Uh, when my shit comes in, I will give him that console. You know, some some uh, a year of live, um, some other shit. You know, he he obviously wouldn't care. I was like, ah, uh, do you want me to explain this plan to you? He's like, ah, oh, just keep up the act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, Keep up the illusion, John. I want to think better of you. I don't think it's particularly a dirtbaggy thing to do, right? Like, No, but this is the second uh, episode where we talked about you, uh, the, the, the the heist that you're going to pull. The uh, It's not really a heist. Like, I didn't really take advantage. Who's the VIG, John? Who's the VIG? <laughs> I didn't take advantage of that. But I did use my, I did use my gift cards for my previous scam. So I ended up walking out of that thing with, like, a, basically a free... It's a long con, is what you're saying. Well, because I have Gamers Club unlocked from Best Buy now, so like that's the, that's the optimal place to buy new video games, um, except for first party stuff, which I get for free, which is awesome. Um, Rare replay, man. Woo! Good look forward there. <laughs> Did you get a con? You get an Xbox One yet? No, but uh, I haven't had time, so like I might actually pick one up this weekend. I think we'll have to see. Cool. You should have actually. Uh, so it ends on Monday, but you, if you go buy one at the Microsoft Store, you'll still get that fifty dollars um, space bucks and uh, a brand new game. I'll have to go. Uh, God, the only you know there is a Microsoft Store, but it's in Roosevelt Field Mall, which means I got to travel to the depths of Long Island. There aren't there aren't there any in Manhattan? I don't know. Actually, you could do this online as well. Oh my God! I was in Manhattan today, John. I was walking down Madison Avenue in, like, the 60s. Ooh, big time Upper East Side. Dude, rich white people are the dumbest fucking people. Oh, my God. Just look at what they spend money on. Poor white people are also, Uh, you could say this exact same thing. Look at what they spend money on. Dip and Confederate flags. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's nothing wrong with dip. There's No, yes, there is. I, you know, I figure I'll go through my army stuff at some point and find, like, a can of, like, snooze. <laughs> got, a, got a tin of red man here. 
Well, I would do the snus to because I'd have to stay up in class. Nah. So, am I even John, recording? Yeah, I am. Yeah, of course I've been recording. No, I'm gonna let this golden dialogue disappear. Okay, go get the go get that Xbox One. Um, don't you don't have to physically go. You could do this on the online, but this is probably the best deal you're gonna have until Black Friday time. Fair enough, John. What 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 kind of game do you think I should be playing on my Xbox One if I should buy it? It's a, a great attempt at a monster seg, but I don't think you should play Batman because you didn't play the other ones. Yeah, no, I never. I don't know. There was. Some, I I tried uh, the demo of uh, the first one, and I was like, this feels complicated. And then I walked away from it, and I, I forget what I got into. I think you should play Arkham Asylum. I think you should play it on PC. That is a great, great game. This is a very good game. Uh, I'm playing Batman Arkham Knight. On this the, is the third in the series? It is the fourth, but the d- third by the main developer. So when they get out in public, they say uh, they say this is the last thing in the Arkham trilogy, even though there's Arkham Origins. Right. They're kind of dicks about it. But that was like a prequel, us. right? Yeah, they're, they're dicks about it. It's so. not part of the three-part story arc, is what we're saying. If... Th- <laughs> Yeah, I don't feel like it's really gonna get tied together at the end. This this is one of those series where to to find the real story, you gotta like find this weird shit. And I at for this game, I'm like, I am going to play this game. I'm going to do some side stuff that seems appealing, but I'm not going to go crazy because I don't fucking have time for this shit. Anymore. Were there some of the the quests in the older games? Weren't there like tasks that you had to like wait like three years to accomplish or something like that? Uh, there was Calendar Man. And, I mean, you could change the date on your console. But people didn't even figure that out until, like, a year or two after the game had come out. Yeah, I think so. There's other, you know, I think it's interesting that there are secrets that that don't come out until late. That's the same thing that happens with all the Halo games. I I find that really interesting. But uh, this is definitely more Batman. That's a pretty good thing. Um, They make you drive the Batmobile a lot, and that's not very fun. Yeah, I heard it, it controls pretty terribly. It's not great. Uh, it's not, and there, there are these Riddler things where you have to basically do vehicle platforming. That is uh. just as fun as it sounds. <laughs> um, I can't even like imagine in, in like the Batman universe, like how that really that, that it seems. I'm like thinking too much. the same goddamn thing. You have to take this elevator down to these like. Sometimes it's a race course. Sometimes it's like just a like a tomb, like at a tomb. It's like. Where the fuck did Edward Nigma get these unlimited resources? Right. And then why is Batman playing games? Well, they turned they turned the Riddler into uh closer to the arcade character from Marvel. That's in- basically what's what's going yeah. on here. So, um so that stuff like it's a, it's kind of detracting from the game that it got such high reviews in a bunch of places. Justin McElroy gave it a 10 and I feel like I'm usually very uh, if you can't see at home, I'm doing like a hand thing, uh, very like usually in step with him. And I just, I'm not seeing it yet. I feel the, like the... 10 is like a perfect score. And then like, there's never been a game that has merited a 10. I don't know. I don't even, know that that's even true. like time shot, like time snap, like look at this game. I feel like a 10 is, it's not saying it's a perfect game, but it's saying everybody should play this game. Uh, 
if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, so, I mean, it, it, like, I don't think a five-star film is a is a perfect film. Like, I don't think there's such thing as a perfect thing because all of this is so subjective. But you're saying, in my opinion, everybody who enjoys this medium should play this game, and I just I don't know that that's true. Even even if you're going to say like, you know, five stars is like, you know, this is the top top percentile. This is the top tier of all games. Like. There's so many games that like are five star, and I'm just like. I would say if I were on a ten point scale or whatever, I would say Gone Home is a ten. I'd say everybody should play this game. Well, that's that's actually what I was getting at. Tetris is a ten. Thomas was alone is a ten. Mario three is a ten. Like like Pac Man ten. That gets really weird. I don't know. Pac and Jump. uh, (laughs) Pac and Jump is is basically. Is, I was I was gonna say the it's a, the, it's a birthday cake made out of blowjobs. It's the, so good. <laughs> the bigger the bigger the game gets or tends to get, the harder it is in my eyes for it to get a ten because it's also like it gets further away from being able to accomplish the goal it's trying to set out. Yeah, to do. I I just don't get it because I, right. I think this game is not really. It's, there's not a lot of surprises. The main twist that happens, the interesting little thing that happens narratively, is is in fact, um, very interesting. And we'll leave it at that. Spoilers. I think you should play. Um, I think you should play Arkham Asylum. I think you should play it on PC. It'll look great. Yeah, I think you should play that. Yeah, I think uh, that might be on my list. I'm sure I can get that on a Steam sale for like a dollar. I, pr- I probably have like a copy I can <laughs> I give you. We all do. John, why are you playing Super Meat Boy? Ba- Xbox One back compat, bruh. Uh, back compat, bruh. Dialed it up. I, th- I think it's really funny that that this was one of the first titles enabled for for um, backwards compatibility, and that same week it came out on uh, PlayStation Four. Hmm. And it's like it looks exactly the same. Yeah, you know, this is a good. That's a good ass game. I never played it. it it's it's good. It's just it's frustrating. It's got that Hotline Miami level of uh, yeah. Or oh, rather, Hotline Miami has the Super Meat Boy level of uh True. Let's go back to Batman w- real quick. Sure. Uh, I haven't seen, like, the super horrible things that are supposed to, like, super objectionable things that, like, I think some people were complaining about yet. But I will say that this game, like, like if you are a lady in this game, you should probably be pre- be prepared to get damseled, like, real hard. Like, only ladies getting kidnapped, like, left and right. The... It even the game even pokes fun in it, which doesn't excuse it. It's like, who are we gonna rescue? Your friend who is dumb enough to get kidnapped, or your other friend who is dumb enough to get kidnapped? And it's like, yeah, no. This is like one of those things, like where pointing out that you have bad design is not in itself <laughs> an excuse for bad design. Do you remember um, another DC property? But do you remember the storyline for Injustice? Yes. Superman goes crazy. Yeah, yeah, but not that one. The Harley Quinn one where Ugh, yeah. Harley, Harley Quinn, you know, she's like so head over heels for the Joker. And at the end, she finally like. I didn't, I didn't um, do you know that in DC Comics that her and, and Poison Ivy are now an item? That's fantastic. I it's, the, OK, that episode of like Batman the animated the series. 
Batman animated series? Yeah, or Harley yeah. and uh, yeah, uh, Harley and like, Poison Ivy. That episode is so goddamn good. It's like I would one of the best that, episodes ever. I would see that movie like Thelma and Louise. Those two, damn, that would be that would be so fresh. So I was going to ask you, like, I think it's fine that they're doing that. I think you know, obviously, it's it depends on what kind of story they're telling with it. But it almost felt like a little bit too calculated, a little bit too like, hey, we've been getting too much flack for her not being a strong enough woman. Let's make them a let's make them a same sex couple. I don't know. Whatever. Comics I don't like that. I, it, it bothers me sometimes. I'm not gonna really. I don't have time to read comics. Um, you want to talk about hashtag Drive Club? <laughs> Is that uh, when when the commercials finally hit for this? Are they going to say hashtag Drive Club? Drive Club's never going to have commercials. Like yeah. they are just this. This was like. Here, finally, this is done. Please stop bothering us. Have this free-to-play game that just isn't on your cell phone. I gotta say, this might be the biggest, like, flub in in major games history. They uh, went big on this when they announced it, I remember. It was supposed it was to be a launch deal. title, got delayed a year. This free version is now, what, eight months? No, nine months late? I could have had another kid in this time. <laughs> Uh, not only is it is it super late because it was it was a, a launch title supposedly. Um, other, I'm pretty sure other racing games have come and gone already. Well, here's the fucking thing, and I'm going to get into the general quality of this game. It looks cool, drives okay. It is not in a world in a world in a world with the both mainline Forza games for your more semi console people, and the Forza Horizon games for your like arcadey weird fantasies or whatever like where what is this thing uh i've been playing it and i'm like it's not it's trying to be simmy but it doesn't control like a sim um but i can't get a driving line and there's no rewind feature so you're just like punishing me for not being good at this game it sounds like, like when they had the cruise in the USA, uh, maybe it wasn't that one, but the one with like the keypad where you can type in your ID and your account in the arcades. <laughs> uh, I remember that, but but yeah, it um, eh, it's free. What am I gonna complain about? Oh yeah, that they like got promised this a year ago. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> That's my. You know, and I think the timing is voice. the timing is really interesting. Like the fact that it came like a week after E3. I think what they really wanted to do was probably release it, like go up on stage and say, "Hey, okay, sorry, and you can it's, play this now. It's it's finally ready." But then even then, it wasn't fucking ready. And then when they initially released it, they had to pull it back yet again. Like it's out. This is how any of these people, like in charge of like getting this out, are so have a job. Not talking about individual developers and programmers and artists and that stuff. Like how management keeps jobs, f- fucking beyond me. Where the, and where the hell is Gran Turismo Seven or Gran Turismo Six HD? Like I, if you want to play like console ass racing games, I think you probably at this point got to have an Xbox One. I uh, I'm inclined to agree with you. I don't really want to play those games, but that seems to be the home for those uh, are for good games. They're good games. I'll wait for uh, I'll wait for Jet Moto or Wipeout to come back. Ooh, I play some I play some Wipeout. You know what? The thing is though. I think the PS3 version is the pinnacle version of, of Wipeout because it has 3D. Um, the PS4 is not going to have, like, 3D game support. It also has, I think it has 3D and it has support for that uh, for that PS3 monitor you and I both bought where you could do yeah, the this, dual screen. Yeah. 
I have two sets of 3D glasses. I we should, should do so that. set that up. <laughs> yeah, no, you have to. All you have to do is come out to Seattle. Oh well, let me hop on a whatever vehicle gets me there. Because be I don't even think you don't even have a PS3, right? No, I never. I never got a PS3. Yeah, I have two right now. But can I tell you the PS3? Uh, so the PS3 and the and the 360. When they, I didn't get a 360 for a long time, I was basically consoleless for a long time, and that was when I was a. Uh, that was when I was MMOing on my computer, and that was sort of yeah. like my life for a while. Uh, I never got the PS3, even though I was like a hardcore PlayStation guy, because I hated the form factor of that fucking thing. Yeah, I, I, this is this sounds like a you know like a Japanese salaryman problem, but like I was like, I don't know where I'm going to put that in my small apartment. <laughs> where is that going to fit? I'm going to have to eat dinner off of that. And I never bought one for that very reason. It's okay. Plays Upres's PS2 games, the one I got, so that's pretty good. So, John, I got to talk to you about this. Did you did you play Infamous Last Light? No, I played Infamous Second Son. Second Son. So you never played Last Light, which was a standalone expansion. expansion. Well, yeah. expand. It's an it's a standalone based on the. It's the a other standalone one. expansion. It's the okay. same like same as Wolfenstein because like if you're yeah. using the same engine assets and stuff, but like you know. So I, I played this game. I don't understand why you played this. Game. I just had. Some... I get it because it's free, but like, come on, man! I was just looking through my collection and I'm like, I want to mark some stuff off my list. And I saw this game and I go, that looks substantial enough to keep me busy for two days. So I played it. And okay, here's the thing: I I've never played an infamous game before. I kind of had an idea of what they were, but I'd never played them. And this is an uh, open-world superhero game, I guess you would call it, basically? Yes. So, the main character in this game, her power is that she controls Neon, which, for whatever reason, makes her go fast. Yeah, you get that power. You get that in the other game, too. I, I, I feel like it's a probably pretty uniform. They just, you know, they remap the, the powers and they rename them and stuff. But, as I played this game... I realized that if you dropped all the infamous bullshit that's in it and you got rid of like the, uh, you know, the reality of it, like the, you know, not reality, but, you know, cast of humans, this would be such a goddamn good engine for a Sonic the Hedgehog game. Because you, there's like a button you hit in this game and you just sort of, oh, now I'm spin dashing and you like run over walls and everything. It's actually kind of, it's like a fun traversal mechanic. But it would be perfect for Sonic the Hedgehog. Nothing will be perfect for Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> so I, I, I played this game until I, I, I beat the main storyline. I didn't bother with all the extra stuff. It was fine. It was a, a good two days for a, a free to play game. I think it was like five hours or so. I just but, don't. I don't get it, man. Well, I, it was I, it was perpetually middling. Like it was, you know. They're not really trying to reinvent anything with this standalone title that's branched off of another infamous game. Like they're just infamous. Infamous. Oh, wow. No, I just I don't get why you played this. Like, I just I don't want to play any you know fives. You know, I don't have time for that shit. Anymore. You know. Well, so here's here's the thing. I I need to break down and finally play The Last of Us, and that was actually my my plan for the weekend. But my PS4, or yeah, my PS4 is going away. Um, play Batman. <laughs> but I wanted, I wanted to to play that, and then I couldn't get out of the house. 
so I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to have to go to the library. And I just had this in my library. So I'm like, all right, screw it. Because all the other uh, PS Plus games that I haven't beaten yet, are they're kind of like, I don't know that I'm going to be able to sit down and sink time into them because they don't have like any story. Like, I'm not going to sit there and play Binding of Isaac. I'm not going to sit there and play, uh, you know, uh, Rezogun or any of those games. Like, I'm not. I needed something you got, a little bit you, more substantial. You got no, you got no room for like mechanics games now. I I do, but not as like a you know. I I really wanted to like spend a weekend playing video games. Like I haven't had like a game gorge in quite a while, so that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I I mean I understand that completely, uh, but I think you could have done better. I wish you would have consulted me. <laughs> next time, John. Next time, I'll uh, I'll, I'll ring the hotline. We still have that hotline. We do have that hotline at 720-HOODIE-SIX. 720-HOODIE-SIX. The other thing I wanted to say about this game, and I think we'll talk about it in in one of the guidance that we do coming up, uh, but the character voices in this game. So the main character... Troy Baker! The main character, yeah. Well, oh, he, the lady. The lady. Dash, what's her name? Uh, I don't even remember. That's how impactful this game was. I She was my favorite character in that game. Was she, she in the other me, infamous? She, she's in the regular one. Oh, I didn't even know that. This is a prequel. So she uh, reminds me of Clueless era Brittany Murphy. A little bit. She Way reminds harsh, me. Her, well, they, <laughs> that is like, they, such a good movie. They, let's game let's movie club clueless they really try to like drive home the fact that she's from jersey in this title and sh- there's a there's a couple of lines in this game where she comes off like complete caricature like like the futurama jersey guy you know like hey you guys going to nutley's you know so, like the- you know being ostensibly from new jersey like i right. kind of I, i'm kind of into that now <laughs> Makes me feel home. It's uh, it, it it was fine, but it, it bothered me a little bit because it's one of those things where it's like, it's too spelled out for you. Do you remember when we read uh, Ready Player One, and we uh, were like, we were like, sort of contemplating, like, why are they spelling this stuff out for people who are genre fans? Yeah, right? totally. That was sort of like, you know, they 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 went ahead and they did all these voices and all these allusions to the fact that she's from New Jersey, and then she has to like. In addition to that, throwing a line like "back in Joyzy," you know, <laughs> she doesn't say Joyzy. Oh, she absolutely does. Hey, dude, uh, I just realized I have a key for Arkham Asylum Game of the Year Edition for um, for for PC, and I'm gonna send. I'm gonna give this to you. You're sweet. You're a sweet man. Our listeners need to know that. Yeah. Why don't you just I, read the serial number over the air, and I'll write it down. No, it's like <laughs> a. It's a. It's an URL. It's a URL. It's a URL. Um, like the Ural Mountains. <laughs> I thought so, I had way more than this. I did play um a game in addition to Infamous Last Light this last week that uh I Fred, think you would enjoy. I, I, I'm sorry, can I like stop you real quick? I just want to yes. say something that I'm thinking about doing again, and please just tell me I'm an asshole. I'm Don't grow gonna... the beard. Oh God, no! The beard, <laughs> the beard is gone for good. That was the fucking nightmare. It was so stupid. Oh my god! Can you believe that fucking thing? No, I can believe that you did that. I, I, uh, I'm not proud of that fact. I, think but I can the, believe it. I think it's the biggest troll move of my life. <laughs> it's so like the I'm I'm too uh, 
I'm too hipster to be hipster move like that's do you want to see my toenails I'm, I'm i've painted toenails man i don't even know who i am anymore i went to burning man light like two weeks ago i don't even know what that is it's like burning it, it was like a similar anyway so i think i got man i want to play through all the fucking metal gear games didn't you set out to do that at some point in the past yeah no i i played through one and a half of them like in a day and a half when my wife was gone um but I, I think I, I got to finish two. I'll do two on Vita, three on 3DS, four obviously on PS3, uh, and then five on Xbox, and five on Xbox because there's two fives. Oh, Peace Walker. I need to play Peace Walker as and, well. And uh, Ground Zeroes. Ground Zeroes is the first five. What was the one that just came out for free on Ground, PS Plus? Ground, Ground Zeroes. Zeroes. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Can't you beat that game in like five minutes or something like that? Isn't there? Like I think a it's a couple hours. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking hot in this room, man. It's 87 in this motherfucker. Holy shit. Tell me about this other game. Oh. So I played uh, I played the third chapter of Tales from the Borderlands this week. And I really can't... It's all story, so I can't talk about it too much. But, John, I really think that you need to play this series. All right, I'll play this series. I mean, if, if you if you want to wait until all five are out, I, c- I, could, I could jive with that. I have the first one. It's so good. It's maybe the funniest writing I've ever encountered in a video game. And you think I'll like it? Keep in mind, man, you really, really, really like South Park. No, I mean, well, it is it is Borderlands humor. I mean, you played Borderlands. You know the deal. Memes. It's fairly absurdist. It's not it's not meme like it's not like uh it's not all claptrap all the time. As a matter of fact, he's not been in the game yet. From what I can tell, unless there's a path you could go down or something, um, but it's a lot of absurdist humor. It's it's a good amount of slapstick, but some of the funnier moments in this game are are so funny that I had to pause the game to like take it all in. Like they they are absolutely hysterical. It, the best writing I've ever dealt with in a video game. Fun to play. Like how many times have you played a game that was supposed to be funny that just was terrible? Because it was, it really was like all memes and video game jokes and yeah, man, South Park. I played South yeah. Park. So this is way way smarter than South Park was. South Park probably more up my alley than yours, but dude, it's so good. I don't know what else I could say about it. Play this game. I'll play this game. Cool. Hey John, you remember we used to read comic books on the show? When? I don't know. We used to talk about comic books we read. Oh, the boys. I liked the boys. That. We, we I liked did that. that. That was a fucking comic, man. I love that shit. So I started reading a new series that, like, every comic book fan is talking about. It's not new. It's new for me. Called Saga. I have a note to read this. It's pretty damn good. Is there a game about this coming out? I I wouldn't be surprised. It is by my my favorite comic book author of the modern era. Bob uh, Kane. Brian K. Vaughn. <laughs> he, he is the guy what wrote... Uh, Why the Last Man. People like that. He wrote the first couple of volumes of The Runaways. I love that. And he wrote Ex Machina. It's a movie. And he wrote, what was the other? Oh, and he wrote uh, WE3 or whatever that was. The one with the animals that get robot suits. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, so he he's has a very good track record. This is a, a love story of... Um, 
It's it's a Romeo and Juliet style love story. It's two two people from worlds that are at war in you know in outer space, basically. And that's kind of all you need to know to go into it. It's it's a really interesting story so far. Oh, I think I people were saying it's got like man, is this? So it got like a heavy like feminist message or something. Oh yeah, it's got a heavy yeah. everything. It's it's uh, let's call it a it has a heavy uh, progressive, cool uh, message. And it, you know it's obviously you know I don't know that there are pro war books, but <laughs> this is definitely not one of them. You know like it's got it's got a it's got a strong storyline. I don't know where it's going. Like it, it, I'm three volumes in, and I don't know like where he's going to go because I know the way this guy writes uh, Brian Vaughn. It could take a turn, like at the last book. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it could be a total. It could totally change the story. But up until right now, it's sort of just an adventure that's unfolding for these uh, for these two characters and the uh, the menagerie that they pull together as the story goes on. I think it, it's one of the best books I've read in a long time. I'm looking forward to that. I, I seriously, I have like an, I have this list of shit I'm like meaning to. You know, my my list of stuff yes. I want to consume. Thing. Do me a favor. If you haven't redeemed that humble thing, redeem it right now. Why? Because I, I, no, because I accidentally sent that link to like another person. (laughs) (laughs) This makes uh, this makes for riveting, riveting uh, podcast content. Whatever, man. Well, nobody listens to this show anyway. This is just an excuse for you and me to hang out once a week. That's true. That's not true. Like we have like a handful of valued listeners. Yeah. I we can name them. <laughs> they uh, yeah, we're like a family, guys. John, or like a hey, cult. I just you know I'm gonna get out of this get out ahead of this uh, big time. So August 28th, I'm gonna be on Rational Passions, uh, East Coast time. Whatever, like whenever they normally start that, it's like five or six East Coast time. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna be on that show. It'll probably be a fucking train wreck, you know, because I go on there and I I act like an asshole for four hours. So, check that out. That's going to be August twenty eighth. Mark it on your calendars. You do have a you do have an irrational passion for ruining their fucking very well. No, no, podcast. no. I think their show goes. Their show is dope as fuck when I'm on. Um, I just think uh, it, it's a little less the ship ship structure. Little, <laughs> it lacks structure. Yeah, a little less structure. You know. Uh, do you want me I'm to? Like, do you want me to record you like an intro that they can play? <laughs> Like a wrestling intro? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Did someone... Uh, I don't watch wrestling. I watch wrestling. I know you watch wrestling. Now, I watched wrestling when I was young, as did most people. I watched wrestling when I was young. Someone sent me uh, like an old Ric Flair clip. Woo! <laughs> Dude, I I miss when wrestlers had gimmicks like that. Like, now they're all so... I don't know. They don't, they don't hold up to me. Like apparently, there's some wrestler whose gimmick is he takes selfies of himself. Oh, you talking about Tyler Breeze? He is I, awesome, man. You're talking know. about Prince, Prince Pretty, the king of Cuteville. His base, his no, it's not that he takes selfies. It's like a Zoolander gimmick. It's fantastic. He's so good. Uh, okay. You should really watch it. Like he's great. I, I all right, great is a word I probably would never use for a wrestler. Um. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, man, it's cool. You you could not get it all day long. Uh, that's he's one of the few good things happening in wrestling right now. <laughs> I love I love that the conversation's not like the 
oh, well, his technique is improved or his moveset is, is unparalleled. No, no, it's he, like his character is really getting fleshed out. No, no, his, uh, he's also very, he's a very good wrestler. He, like, is very... Greco-Roman like, style, I assume. Well, he... can. He tells a story in the ring, right? Like, he's very, he's, he's very conscious of oh, what wait. he's doing. Oh, my... If you, like... <laughs> We can fucking move on. We can move on. We can move on. You want to do Game Club? No. No? But yes. Let's do Game Club. Totally. So, this is not... Uh, okay, what is Game Club, John? <sighs> game Club is where we essentially play a game. It's like a book club and like try to talk about it. Like, wax poetic or whatever. And... This is this uh, once again. This is one of those moments where the the term "what is game" really does come into uh, come into play here. So what we played is ASMR, Vin Diesel DMing a game of D and D just for you. Yeah, so it's a twine game. God damn it! I cannot set. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> so this is a twine game, and twine is a is a HTML generation uh, engine that allows you to make uh, what are basically low-level text-based adventure games or, you know, or even more simply the uh, the choose-your-own-adventure-book style where you just sort of go down a path and it tells a story. Yeah. Right. Um, it's funny, you know, the, the conversation after we talk about the game is probably going to go more into the twine engine than anything. Um, cause I, I'm now really interested in what we can do with that. No, uh, no, you can, you can make a game that's choose your own adventure. Like it's, it's pretty popular right now. If you're, if you're smart about how you do logic and, and really think out and plan what you want to do, you could actually really, it's actually almost a powerful tool for, for decision, decisioning engine tool. Kind of, like, I don't know. I liked it, is my point. It was interesting. It was. So, uh, yeah, so the, the gist of this game is uh, it's a choose-your-own-adventure where um, it, Vin Diesel DMs a game of of uh, Dungeons & Dragons just for you. Uh, right. His character, Melkor, who he wants to make a film about, like, this, this is real life, to make an appearance. It's, it's a very short kind of play through um the part that i don't really get i think anybody should i think it's a fun little html thing it's not gonna take much yeah time. It's, it's an interesting little silly thing to do um, my, like twine is basically hyper card from from old school mac but right. the one thing i don't get was there sound and i missed it like where's the no, asmr part i actually that just think... a, that's just like an absurd joke thing uh it might be but i also think the the and i realized this as i was reading through it is that by virtue of them writing this dialogue and putting a picture of Vin Diesel on every page that you scroll through, it made me sort of go like, God damn, that's a beautiful man. Yeah. Well that, but I, I found myself in my inner monologue was Vin Diesel. Oh yeah. And I, I, I think that's what it's trying to, I, I really did hear him. And I think that's actually part of the ASMR thing. It's RM or whatever. Uh, I think I think that's you know you're supposed you're, you're channeling Vin is the point. Yeah, no, totally. So it it basically is a fairly linear story. He he explains to you like this D and D thing. It's very uh, life coachy at first. 
Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, have a seat. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's jazz about life. But uh, once you get into the D&D part of the game, there's a couple of decisions, and I guess the story just unwinds a little bit differently based on what decisions you make. I don't know that any of them have any real... Uh, I don't, I, none of them seem to really matter. Like, they just tell a different story. There's no game over. There's no, there's no hard morality to it. It's just like a small experience. Yeah. Um, who did you pick? I tried it a couple times. Uh, the second guy, Dwarven something? Uh, the, uh, the Bard. I did, yeah, I did the half off. I, I had a feeling we would both do that one. Yeah. The half orc Bard. Um, and I gotta tell you, like, I didn't feel like the fact that he was a bard came into play at all during the game. Like, there was no musical interlude. Yeah, and I played through a couple times. It's just, it kind of ruins it because it's essentially the same no matter what you do. But um, right, there's like a couple of just forked uh, language paths. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, you know, uh, so it it's interesting because it kind of made me ask, oh, Twine, what could I do with that? And I actually started looking at it for work. Like, oh man, I could if I learned this, I could totally like show people like a visual representation of decision trees and how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Because that's actually something that people don't get. I actually think it's a really cool, sort of powerful tool. And, you know I would love to see you make a, a fantastic neighborhood game with it. I think I could. So like here's the thing, a story is only as good as as the dialogue and what you're what you're telling, right? A story is only good as as good as a narrative. So the tool is not going to limit you. It's it's if anything, it's going to help you tell the narrative you want to tell. Yeah, at least that's the that's the hope. That's the dream, John. Mm-hmm. So um, now I'm going to learn Twine. I think I think that's my next uh, my next project. Yeah, you should just down uh, like I'm sure it's free and easy. I mean, like a lot of people are doing. It. I think it's pretty, pretty yeah, yeah. easy. You know, no, it, it doesn't seem too hard. You know, if I want to do the advanced stuff, that might get a little little tricky, but. I like I like that this silly five minute game that we played of Vin Diesel playing D and D has opened up the 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 learning centers of my brain. <laughs> yeah. Like, so uh, I would definitely say play this because it really isn't that much of a investment in your time, and it, it it's just kind of funny. I I'm curious to see how people uh, who play this do. I think the universal experience here is to hear Vin Diesel in your head. Yes. And why wouldn't you want to? Totally. All right, John. So Game Club for next week. I didn't quite understand what this was. You sent me a link to it. It's a game called Her Story. Yeah. Which I don't know if that is supposed to be like a play on words. Is that supposed to mean like, is that like history, but her story? Like, I don't think it is. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's... uh. It looked like Night Trap. I think it is a uh, uh, like um, similar to Night Trap, right? I, I think it's an FMV game. All right, I can I can get down with that. My wife wants to play it too, so I'm looking forward to this. Are you guys gonna play it together, or are you gonna you gonna do a yeah. run through first? All right, no, I'm gonna play it together. How'd you find it? Uh, it's been making the rounds. She had actually said something about it. Um, so really, all right, yeah. I'm uh I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Uh yeah, we should play it. It's going to be dope. Sweet. So, do you want to do our community section? 
Do we have community? We did yeah, community sh- again? Jeez. Check the, th- check, the th- check the thread, homie. Check the thread. I got to get up on this thread, yo. There's a good picture of uh, of you. The Riddler? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So first, uh, first community question is uh, from Harold. Right? No, wait. Oh, is that in reverse order? No, yeah, okay. Uh, Harold, uh, when when, uh, when I was trying to come up with my top five games of the first half of the year, I could only come specific. up with I know I can only come up with four: Splatoon, Massive Chalice, Quiplash, and You Must Build a Boat. Did I miss something? Yeah. Is it a lean year, or is it just a year, uh, or is the year just backloaded? Man, I had a. I had a a thing open. Um, Fred, you started talking about your favorite games of the year, and I will... Oh, so here we go. So I I think he's uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, I think, was fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, Um, absolutely. People are really liking The Witcher and Bloodborne. People really seem to like those two games. Um, Batman's pretty good. I agree with him that You Must Build a Boat is pretty fantastic. But I do think, like, almost any year, like... The back end is going to be where the the meat is, right? So we got Halo, Metal Gear Solid, Tomb Raider, Mario Maker, The Witness, maybe? I maybe. Hope. Mighty Number no. 9, Persona 5, Yo- Yoshi's Woolly World. Um, I think the beginning uh, of this year was more about... There's a lot about... of fucking bangers coming. The, the, the beginning of this year was more about what's coming out this year than it was what is available. I mean, there were some solid games throughout the year already. The, the new Wolfenstein was good. Oh, yeah, uh, Wolfenstein. Um, solid you know i i think it we're still we're still sort of in new console hype for all it's worth right it's only just starting to fulfill itself like we now have a date for mirror's edge yes you know I like, like that a which lot you and i we now have a you know we now we, we're crossing our fingers for final fantasy 7 we're waiting for last guardian uh, Final um, Fantasy Seven. That's not coming. That's coming out in 2017, Fred. You finally. Like I, well, no, but no, we, Last Guardian. No, I don't know. Ah, dreams are finally starting to be fulfilled. Is what question specifically about 2015? Yeah, um, but well, that's what I'm saying. I think 2015 is less about what came out and more about what happened in in the industry and in the 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 world proper. Like, I think one of the things that we're going to take away from this year is that I think this is going. I I actually think this might be the year of the broken game. Uh, wasn't that last year? Maybe. I mean, we well, this year's only halfway through. Uh, it's it's finally people are starting to like understand what PC people had to go through for all those years, like endless patching and all that. Um, I don't know. It's it's sort of about industry shakeup more than it is about titles that have come out. Um, you know. That being said, like I've heard, Splatoon is a goddamn fantastic game. Um, I've not played Massive Chalice yet, but I heard it's good. Um, yeah, I want to play that. Is You Must Build the Boat worth playing if I didn't play... 10 million? 10 million. Um, or should I play 10 million first? Uh, I don't see why you couldn't play 10 million first. Are they related? They're related, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll, f- we'll find out. Um, I Yeah, I also just think that more effort is being spent not on the consoles for once i think i mean and keep in mind like if you were like a world of warcraft player like this is your year you know like if you you know they had that huge expansion uh drain or whatever it was 
Um, so th- there's plenty of stuff out there. I, I don't. I don't know, man. I think. I think it's a banger. The holiday season is gonna be fucking ridiculous. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. But like, I'm. I'm just saying, like, the the gaming industry is a lot more diverse than just AAA titles on consoles at this point. And I think that you know, it's going. It's gonna be more spread out. Do we know when Tacoma is and when Firewatch are? No. They'll get here when they get here. I want to play both of those. Cool. So, uh, next question. Thanks, Harold. Next question is from Ed. Ed writes, uh, talk uh, about... Firewatch is supposed to be this year. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Tacoma. Let's see. So, I'm going to read Ed's question here. Ed writes, uh, talk about Fire Emblem turning into a gross mess. Go. So, so I'm not, like, super... I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what he's talking about, but, so, like... So my I do. <laughs> my can I can I back brief you? I'll give you my understanding of it, and then tell me if I'm wrong. Go right ahead. So this, um, this game finally allows uh, same sex marriage, and like yes, okay. So that so far in there, but my understanding is there is a character who is written as a lesbian character. She is only attracted to women, but the main character can give her a potion. Which makes the main character, the male main character, appear as a woman, and then uh, after the potion wears off, she realizes all of a sudden she's straight. I'm talking about this, the romance. Yeah. Character. So there's um there's a couple of of revealed plot twists like that. Um, I don't know that every character can interact with every character, but I would be okay with that because that is just you know. That's like real life. Like there could be straight characters, there can be gay characters, and there could be characters who who go both ways or in the middle or whatever. That's fine. Um, I think what Ed is specifically referring to is sort of like, besides that, like the weird rapey conversion thing, um, there's also this element to the game now where it's become a little bit more dating sim, and there's parts where you have to have the characters like interact with other characters by like, you know, sitting down with them at a table and like you know touching body parts and stuff like that. That's weird. It it's not. So you know there was some outcry from the last Fire Emblem about there not being any same sex coupling and any of that, and Nintendo went like, okay, well it's not in this game, so deal with it. Maybe the next one. And now I feel like it's almost like they're overcompensating, but they're doing it in the wrong way, even because they're making it very weird dating sim, which is not what I want in my Fire Emblem games. Uh, I like some dating sim. Uh, Japanese dating sim? Not with the weird stuff they put in. Yeah, that. well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's actually the problem we're trying to address here because it does get, like, a, a wee bit insensitive and a little bit rapey. Um, uh, yeah, well... But here's the and thing. The core I saw mechanic- some discussions of it. I saw some discussions of this on Twitter, uh, and people were like, "Oh, but that's you know, kind of the way gay people are sort of ignored in Japan is sort of it's. Well, I don't say it's sort of. It's it's totally fucked up, right? Yeah. Uh, and and I think this is sort of a this is showing that right. We're talking about a country that's not deeply religious yet yet is that doesn't have marriage equality it's it's super weird right and i'm not trying to religious no but i would say deeply superstitious which is not really i don't know that different. I, I don't know about superstition but maybe traditional um and, and not to throw a whole fucking culture under the bus and and my point is that that the being a product of different different culture does not make the gross parts any less uh gross 
you know, I'm not. I'm personally not a cultural relativist. I think like fucked up shit is fucked up shit, regardless of that. That said, Daddy wants some dating sims and maybe Japanese dating sims. I'm okay with that. Um, I'm. I think I'm just not okay with it being Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem, like over the years, Fire Emblem more and more got away from like the tactical real time strategy and the. Uh, the storytelling and more into the relationship management and dating sim territory. Also, the story. No, but what I'm saying is like the the, the story's pretty fucking. Uh, the, the story's kind of. I don't know, man. John. The first U.S. Fire Emblem story was incredible. Uh, this is on GBA. Yeah, the GBA one. I got that game. It's so good. Uh, I mean, within the limitations of the console, but it's so it was so good, and it set like a really high bar for all tactical strategy games that came afterwards. Because when you compare like the story and the writing of Fire Emblem, the first Fire Emblem, to the drivel that came out of Square at that time, like the poorly translated nonsense that was like Final Fantasy Tactics, there's no comparison. But uh, yeah, I we hold that series in fairly high regard, and it's been on a downward turn for a while uh fortunately there's some other games in the space that are picking up the mantle i don't know when we'll actually see uh those games like the second uh banner saga it sounds like you should also play massive chalice i've been hearing this and i think i will eventually so thanks for the question ed yeah thanks guys you know uh Harold had another thing on here. Hey, when are you guys going to have me on the show again? I think we should have both of those guys. Not at the same time, clearly. But we should, uh, we should have each, each of them on at some point. Uh, you know? I'm down with it, yo. When's, cool. the, when's the next time you're coming to New York? Christmas. All right. Christmas show with Ed. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, the plot lines we can come up with. Oh God, it's so hot in this fucking room. Well, then let's uh, let's let's do the outro and cut out so you can go into the nice air conditioned bedroom you have. You mean let's finish this and then record a guy den? Oh nope, just kidding. We do those totally, totally, totally do those live. live. Yeah, totally streamed even. Stream on so, the inners. We should go back to streaming. By the way, we could do that one day. I think I think that's in the future. So if you would uh, like to email us or contact us in any way, you can email us at letters at fantasticneighborhood.com or call us on the aforementioned hotline at 720-HOODIE6. That's 720-466-3436. Find us on Twitter at Fantastic Hood. You can find us uh, on iTunes, and if you do, please leave us a rating. And, hey, we still have plenty of Fantastic Neighborhood swag to give away. So if you would like a goodie bag, just uh, shoot us an email with your info, and we will send you out some treats. Yeah. Meh. I think that's a good place to end the show, John.